Welcome to today's episode of Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. I'm Teresa Melito connors a PhD-level self-care expert in the greater Boston area with a passion for helping others recognize the importance of self-care. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to take a moment to check in with folks. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Whatever you're doing right now, if it's safe to do so, I'm going to lead you through a very brief, just periodic check-in with your body that's a really great practice to start cultivating. So again, if it's safe to do so, sit up in whatever chair you're sitting on or wherever you are, and I want you to just feel your feet firmly planted in the ground beneath you. You should be able to feel like all four corners of your feet pressing into the ground. I also want you to feel your body supported by the chair that you're sitting on or whatever it is you're on and just be here in this present moment. You can close your eyes or lower your gaze if it feels comfortable to do so and just breathe. Notice your breathing right now. Whatever's coming up for you, just let it come into your mind and let it go. Then I'd like you to take some deep breaths with me. We're going to breathe in through the nose and do a nice long exhale. Let's do three rounds of that together. Again, if it feels comfortable, you can place one hand on your chest and one on your belly. And we're going to take a big deep breath in through the nose. Fill that belly all the way with a brief pause and then just a nice long exhale. And you always want to breathe in through the nose and exhale through your mouth. Let's do that again. Nice, big, deep breath in. Fill that belly all the way and a nice, long exhale. Excellent. Let's do that one more time. In through the nose. And a nice, long exhale. Yeah, when we breathe and exhale that way with nice long exhales, we're actually able to kind of hack our parasympathetic nervous system and really quickly bring about our rest and digest response, which is the opposite of our fight or flight. So that's your relaxation response. And deep breathing is wildly underutilized and one of the easiest, most efficient, effective ways to really just bring some calmness into your life. So you may already be noticing a sense of calm that has washed over you. So I want you now to just briefly scan your body from top to bottom and just think about where you're feeling any tension and if you can let that go or where you're feeling any discomfort or dis-ease in your body. It's okay. This is non-judgmental. We're just scanning through our body. See if you can get in touch with what your body needs right now. Are you hungry? Are you tired? Do you need to use the bathroom? Are you thirsty? Just see what it is that your body needs right now and just be here in this moment. And then ideally, you're going to give your body whatever it is that you need in this moment. So if that means you have to pause the podcast before jumping back in to listen to today's interview, that's okay. And then when you're ready, you can just open your eyes again and come back into the present moment. 
periodic check-ins like that are really powerful and just a great way to kind of see what we're doing and what's going on in our body. We tend to run so fast through life, through everything that we're doing and running from meeting to meeting and this, that, and the other thing that we're disconnected from our bodies. So that's a really good way to just kind of bring yourself back into the present moment, into the here and now. So I hope you enjoyed that little uh, mixed up intro for us today. And now I'm so excited to welcome you to today's episode where we're going to chat with Tiffany Giannato or Tiffy G. Tiffany is a fashionista by all definitions of the word. She's also a mom, a special education teacher, a stylist, a blogger, a columnist, and a fashion editor. And perhaps most importantly, she's passionate about helping women build their self-esteem. I met Tiffany years ago and we instantly bonded over our mutual love of the color Tiffany blue and bling. Watching Tiffany launch her blog and all her successes has been so exciting. Truth be told, she even inspired me to start my blog and start sharing some plus size fashion advice from my perspective, which has been really exciting. I am so thrilled to welcome Tiffany to the podcast today. We're going to dive right into the questions. Tiffany, I'm so excited to catch up with you and learn more about all the really exciting things that you've been doing. So welcome to the Dr. MC Self-Care Cabaret podcast. Hi, everybody who's listening. Thank you for listening. So excited to join up with Teresa and be on the podcast. Awesome. So right off the bat, I want you to tell me a little bit about your fashion business, the blog and how all of that came to be. Okay. So, I mean, I guess like there were a few stepping stones in my history that probably led up to where I am. Um, I mean, as far as writing a blog, I've always loved reading and writing. Those were my favorite subjects in school. I excelled at them. Um, I went into education as soon as I graduated high school. Uh, I had a minor in reading and I'm a special education teacher. I work specifically with dyslexic children. I, I teach them to read and write. Um, so my passion is definitely in literacy based. Um, so that was kind of a natural fit that I would turn out to be a writer, I guess, one day. Yeah, that's since awesome. I'm teaching humans to write. Um, so, I mean, I guess I come from a family of shoppers. Um, we're like the typical Bostonian Italian family. I, I mean, my dad grew up in the North End. He loves clothes. I guess you could say he's like a flashy dresser. Every Saturday, he would, you know, wake me up and say, we got to give your mom a break. Let's go into town. So when you say let's go into town and you're from the North End, that means you go into the North End. 100%. And we would spend the day there. But then if you're from the North End and you want to go shopping like Filene's basement at the time and all that, you'd say, let's walk uptown and go shopping. So we would walk uptown and go shopping and he would teach me um, how to read all of the tags and the colors and the discounts and Filene's basement and how you can buy designer items and still enjoy them all, but you really don't have to pay full price and all that kind of stuff. So I guess I became a bargain shopper through him, but my mom also loved clothes and her and my dad went out on Saturday nights. And I just remember, you know, I'm, I'm definitely the definition of, I guess, like a girly girl, you could say. <laughs> and my mom was the same. And 
is the same. And she would be getting dressed and putting on her makeup. And I was a quintessential child of the 80s. So everything in the 80s we know was like sequins and neon, <laughs> high-heeled scrunch boots. So my mom had all of that. So I was into all of that. Um, and on my mom's side, there are 13 of us cousins and I'm the youngest and there's a lot of us girls. And I would spend a lot of time as an only child sleeping at my aunt's and my cousin's house. And, um, one of my older cousins worked at a nightclub and she would get like all dolled up and I would watch her and I just loved clothes. I mean, I just, um, I just took a liking to clothes and style and I was never afraid to try the latest style. I wasn't the type to wait for someone else of my friend group to wear it first. When I was in middle school and high school, I, I wanted to be the trendsetter. I like to, you know, start the trend. And so anyways, that was clothes. That's how I write. As far as the blog, um, when I turned 40, which was in 20, uh, 2017, <laughs> my best friend and I were talking and I was always kind of a silent stylist. So meaning I would style all my friends. I really didn't get paid for it. They would say to me like, here's $300, just get me like a fall wardrobe of mix and match stuff. <laughs> and I would just do it. You know, I would take the 300 and I would budget and get them like 18 pieces in Marshalls or Old Navy or any of those kind of stores. And this was when blogging was taken off about five years ago. And you would see all these blogs and um, that main site blog loving and all bloggers would upload their blogs to it. And it was just kind of, you know, taking the world by storm. So my best friend said, you should do this. You style people <laughs> for, you know, nothing anyways. And her name's Nadia. And I thought like no one was going to read this. But anyways, about two days before I turned 40, I was not good on the technical piece of it. So I watched a YouTube video on how to start a WordPress blog and I literally did it all by myself. And I said, I'm gonna post it. So on March 27th, 2017, I posted my first blog and like over 800 people read it off the bat. Oh my God. <laughs> and all I did was publish it to Facebook and social media, but my friends and family would share it and then their friends and family would share it. So then through word of mouth, I started styling clients and I was asked to write for some magazines that I still have a regular column in. Um, so yeah, here we are. That's so fun. I think I was one of the first blog readers. I remember when you started it and I thought it was so cool. And actually, I don't know if you realize this or not, but um, seeing you kind of grow your blog and start your blog was actually was like, wait. I could do a blog. Tiffany did a blog. I want to do a blog. <laughs> I love that. I think I, I reached out it. to you and was like, how did you start? What did you use? And you told me you use WordPress and, and whatnot. But um, no, really fun. And that's awesome. And I love how, you know, this is something that you kind of learned about as, as a little girl and, and something you shared with your dad, which I think is so cool. And then carry that kind of through and are sharing it with the world. And I think it's awesome. I think you do a fabulous job with it. So it's exciting to see all the success now. Thank you. Yeah. You've mentioned several things. So you're a busy lady. I mean, a mom and a blogger, a fashionista, a column columnist, a stylist, a special education teacher and more. So I'm wondering, how do you find time to practice self-care? 
Yeah, it's a lot. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I remember like the first time someone interviewed me, they asked me to describe myself. And I said, I guess I thrive in organized chaos. (laughs) Fair. So I am definitely the definition of a type A persona. So I'm organized. I do everything ahead of time. I never procrastinate anything. But obviously, you know, research shows that type A personalities are are anxious people by nature. So the busier I am, the less anxious I am. And that's just been my whole life. I like to keep busy. Um, I like to be on the go. I'm a social person. And I like to keep my mind constantly like learning new things and and keeps me motivated, I feel like, for life. Um, So I guess self-care to me is... Um, you know, my parents would say probably like, I don't do enough self-care that I don't know how to relax. And I <laughs> most do people much, don't do enough <laughs> and I'm always overdoing it. But I would say self-care for me is exercise. So I schedule five workouts a week and that is my me time that You know, I don't take my phone in the class. I do have an Apple watch because, you know, when you're a mom, you kind of are on like 24 seven, no matter what, God forbid, there's an emergency, but that is kind of my time. And I know the classes that I like to take each week and I won't schedule things during those. There's sometimes things come up, but I, I won't do it. Like, you know, I like to work out. I like to go to spin on a certain time, a certain day, and I'm going to do it. That's like my time, my self-care time. So I would say probably that's my self-care. I also try to do something for myself each week. Like I'll get my nails done one week or I'll get my hair done one week. I'll get a facial once a month. Like I try to do things like that. Um, and I like mindless TV. I don't often sit down till late at night. I'm not a morning person. I actually hate to get up early. Same. (laughs) I hate it. I've never liked it. I've tried to be more of a morning person. I'm just not. Um, I do my best stuff at night. I like to, you know, like my boyfriend will joke and say like, you have to stay up late and things like that. Um, So I definitely do kind of stay up on the later side and I right at night and I get myself ready for the next day at night, but I have to unwind. So if I don't walk in the house till 10 o'clock, I don't go right to bed at 11. I need a few hours to sit and watch the housewives of New Jersey <laughs> and just not think about work or anything I have to do. Cause my brain is academic and on all day long. So I do like, like the mindless TV. Awesome. You must not require a lot of sleep though. (laughs) No, I love my sleep. This is what's like so bad. Um, So I have trouble getting up in the morning because I probably go to bed too late. So then like, I love a nice nap, Mm. (laughs) but I don't always have, I never have time to take a nap. So I get in this bad cycle. I do eventually crash though. Like if I don't give myself enough self-care, um, I definitely crash. I have fibromyalgia. I don't talk about it a lot. And, you know, thankfully I've been one of the lucky ones that I'm able to manage it with exercise Mm, and things like that. And I don't need a daily medication. And, you know, my rheumatologist discharged me like four years ago, which knock on wood, that's great. But the thing with fibromyalgia is 
You can get this like flu-like exhaustion that comes along with it. So if you go and you go and you go and you go, like I tend to do, I'm like the hamster on the wheel. Eventually you'll crash and then I'm in the bed for a day or so, you know? Oh, geez. Yeah. So I try to avoid that. Yeah, I try absolutely. To, I try to avoid that. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And exercise is such an important domain of self-care. Certainly we have to move our bodies and people don't tend to do that. And if they do it, too it sounds like what you described tiffany is you know you you it's your time it's joyful for you it's fun for you like people don't necessarily engage with movement in that way and it's really important yes definitely that is very important somebody said to me recently that sitting is the new smoking Ooh, i thought that was like i know but think about like people we sit like so much like all the time in our jobs if we work sedentary jobs you're in meetings like we don't move enough and it's even just a five minute dance party or quick stretch break can be really powerful no it's true it's true i mean i do so much better just working out i i do i mean even if it's 30 40 minutes a day it's just puts me in a whole different you know mindset yeah absolutely So I want to talk about your styling sessions. I think this is so fun that you offer this. So tell me a little bit about that and how you create an inclusive experience with that and making sure, you know, people feel good and their esteem and all of that. So I love styling people. Um, Unfortunately, I haven't really styled many people since the pandemic hit because Um, the fitting rooms were closed and things like that. So, I mean, before the pandemic, my styling was blowing up to the point that I styled a fashion show for Porsche, Um, (laughs) which was so cool. I I actually did two shows for them. It was great. It was great. It was such a great experience. Um, And I've styled a fashion show for a magazine before um, and things like that. But I would like to get back into it. It just um, hasn't really materialized so much because I've had so many other avenues. Um, But I would definitely be open to styling again. Um, When I would meet with somebody, of course, it's a partnership. It's not just me telling them what to wear. You find out the client's wants, needs, likes, dislikes. Um, You know, you need to know their budget and what kind of clothes they're looking for, like are they a stay-at-home mom? Are they more corporate? Do they want going out clothes because all they have is, you know, athleisure wear and total work clothes and nothing in the middle? So you have to kind of like take all that into consideration and you want to give the client choice, but with your feedback. And I only have one rule when I style people and that is they have to try everything I put in front of them on. (laughs) Because oftentimes it's not something they'd pick to try on because it's either new or trendy um, and they stick to basics or it's a color and they they're used to wearing like blacks neutrals Um, and most of the time they love it and they end up buying all the stuff they didn't think they were gonna like and of course I like to actually see what's in their closet if there's somebody that hasn't shopped in months (laughs) or years if they're like I haven't shopped in two years especially with the pandemic or if they've you know, gained or lost a lot of weight, their closet needs a total overhaul, you know, um, before you start to add all new things to it. And I know that your blog, at least in the beginning, and correct me if I'm wrong, did it have kind of a a niche specialty of really being for petite women? Because you're petite. (laughs) 
No, I've actually never just limited um, anything I do to petite women. I've always try to be inclusive to all kinds of women. Awesome. In fact, I've highlighted pregnant women. I've highlighted plus size women. I have done some stuff on petites. Um, but no, I always try to take a trend or something I'm focused on and apply it to all women. I actually just got a request and I wrote the article. I haven't published it yet, but somebody asked me if I would write about how to style bodysuits for plus size women. And I thought that was great. Oh, so wow. That's cool. Just- yeah. So I did just write the article um, a few weeks ago. It just hasn't come up in my rotation yet to publish. So yeah, fun. that's coming out. Well, and I wrote one of your guest blogs about plus size fashion, which was really fun. It actually, you did. It actually really helped me because it was the first time that I really, you know, in my healing journey from healing from um, disordered eating and exercise bulimia, which I've talked a lot about on the podcast before, but in that journey and now living in a larger body, being a voice I guess for other women in fashion wasn't necessarily I didn't really think I had something to say or something to share because to me I always equated you know fashion with thinness and like so actually writing that blog that guest blog for you which we can share in the episode notes as well um, actually helped me to be like no I actually do have something to say and things that have helped me that could potentially help other women. And and that's really cool. So it was actually your um, guest blog that inspired me to do that, which is thanks for that. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And I also think another myth with fashion is age. Mm, Um, Some women think uh, once they reach a certain age, they can't wear certain things or certain trends. And I just totally have, you know, I, I go wild with that. I don't believe that. <laughs> I love that. I think age is nothing but a number. And I think you have to dress for your body type and your audience. And, you know, like you're not going to wear, you know, I'm not going to walk into school and wear high waisted flare jeans and a crop top, even though it shows maybe an <laughs> inch in my stomach. But yet I'll be 45 years old and I still think I can wear that in a classy way with a blazer over it and things like that. So I, I don't believe you can't wear certain things or you have to stop wearing things because all fashion is tweaked, right? Based on your size, based on your age, based on where you're going, based on the weather, the season, but anybody can wear anything with a little help. So I love it. And not to be afraid of color and like statement pieces. I see like even myself, sometimes I try to, I veer towards black and I'm like, no, I don't have to wear all black. I can wear fun colors and patterns. No, and and colors are so flattering on skin tones and things too. Um, Like people are so afraid of reds and pinks and they're one of the most flattering colors, believe it or not. Yeah. (laughs) On people, they brighten everything up and it doesn't have to be a red dress, but it could be shoes or a necklace or just red earrings with an all black dress and things like that. I always tell people that are afraid of colors to just start with a pop of it and slowly add it in and they'll start to realize they like it. They're getting compliments. They start to feel more confident. I love it. That's awesome. So in your styling, I'm assuming your styling sessions then are really for 
everybody anybody plus size yeah, for everybody i've like i said i have styled so many different kinds of women over the years corporate women i um i've styled a woman that works on films as a publicist in the area and i've styled her for really formal events and galas that she's needed gowns for i've styled women that i, I styled one woman that's lost over 80 pounds and she literally needed to start from scratch on a budget with her wardrobe so multiple multiple women pregnant women that just wanted a few key pieces to get through their pregnancy and not spend a lot but they they're in the working world and they couldn't just wear sweats all day so it's been fun it really has and i actually really like what you said start with a pop of color i think that might be the episode title start with a pop of color yeah that's a good (laughs) yes i always say that just start with a pop um i in my one of my first blogs and so many of my friends ended up like buying the shoes and they still do it if you wear all black and a pop of hot pink neon shoes oh yeah yeah and like my best friend bought the pink shoes and we all bought (laughs) the pink shoes and we all still wear the pink shoes when we my go-to outfit when I don't know what to wear is always black leather leggings always 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 and depending on the season or where I'm going sometimes I'll do like a black blouse with the hot pink shoes or a t-shirt with white converse but they always work that's definitely my go-to staple black leather leggings fun all right black leather leggings I need some (laughs) So I'm wondering, I know you're always kind of keeping up with the trends and what you see. And so what do you see on the horizon as like the next big fashion trend that we may see coming up? Maybe, I don't know, in the summer or in the fall or what? anything, any tips? Well, I'm actually loving the current fashion trends for the spring and summer um, this year. I think I love the colors with them. I love the styles and the way they fit the body type. I think all body types can wear the current trends. It's very um, flattering and then highlights a lot of different figures. So I think that will be a self-confidence boost to all sizes. Women won't look at these styles and be like, oh, you got to wear, you can't, I can't wear those. I, you know, I'm plus size or I can't wear those. Mm. I'm a petite. It's not going to be like that. So the color of the year, you know, that came out is called very Perry. And it's periwinkle. So it's like a lavenderish blue. Yeah. Okay. But it flatters all skin tones. Everybody. It looks great on everybody. Um, it is going to be the color for spring and summer Ooh. for sure. All right. I'm gonna um, need something in very peri. I don't think I I really don't do periwinkle very much. You know, I really don't either, believe it or not. Um and I, I have green eyes, so I'm supposed to wear lavender and purples more. <laughs> so this will kind of like force me to buy some more. Um, and shades of green are going to be very popular for spring. That Kelly green color. Okay, yep. Um, and like a pistachio kind of green. And those are also universal. Green, any shade of green is universally flattering to everybody. So okay, um, that, that I think will go over well. But it is going to be all over the stores. Um, another trend is leather, leather, everything. Oh, good. So, so when I get my leather leggings then I'll be ready to go. <laughs> leather, right. So last year we started to see leather shorts pop up in the spring and even the late summer, it wasn't just a winter thing. And you're going to see leather shorts everywhere, high-waisted leather shorts in all colors, okay. whites and camel colors, and even reds and even pastels, uh, pastel leather jackets for the spring, pastel blouses. 
Um, leather dresses that are like a tank dress. So leather isn't going to go away like March 1st. It's here to stay. <laughs> All right. And that cutout dress trend that was everywhere in the summer, you'd yes. see either the cutout in the shoulder or a little bit um, above the belly button. That's going nowhere. That's staying. That's actually really flattering because um, it shows just a little bit of skin. So it draws the eye to that little bit of skin. But if that um, cutout is on the slimmest part of the waist or near the shoulder and the neck, that's where people are going to look. So if you're somebody that doesn't want to highlight your hip or your abdomen area, people are going to look right where the cutout is. So it's actually like okay. a really good fashion trick. Um, so I'm not surprised that that's taken off. And flares. Uh, the skinny jean is really no more. I, I still like it for certain looks. I, I think it's almost become a classic look with a blazer and a blouse and things like yeah, that. Sure. Um, but flares are everywhere. Bell bottom, huge flares, high waisted and denim in prints and white pants for the summer. You're going to see those everywhere. They flatter everybody. If you're petite like me, find a great tailor. <laughs> <laughs> I love my tailor. He's so amazing. He'll take the original hem off the pants and just sew it right back on. Um, and the shoes are platform, which makes sense because that's what looks good with flares and bell bottoms. So, wow, that's platforms are very practical. Actually, they give you some height, but they're comfortable. They're comfortable. So. Yeah, sure. That's awesome. And I know, aren't you a big disco aficionado? Don't you? I love yeah. disco. <laughs> yeah, so you must be I like ready for this. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that the platforms and the flares are back. But I think I secretly love it because that was what was in style in the height of my youthful days at like twenty three years old. Sure. And 24 years old so it's it's almost like everything I wore in the 90s is back in the stores it's like so surreal that first of all it's a little freaky that I'm old enough to see the fashion repeat itself <laughs> like oh my god I'm here I know what my mother said when she's like everything comes back so yep here we are the 90s are back totally back all right. Well, you heard it here on the Dr. MC podcast, Tiffany's predictions for fashion coming up next, which is awesome. And we'll make sure um, I want to make sure that folks know where to find you. So can you tell us about um, like your website and social media handles? And if folks want to reach out to you for any services, how they can find you. So my blog is called The Thrill of the Hunt by Tiffy G. Um, you know, you can just type that in and the domain comes right up on WordPress. But my Instagram is TiffyG77 and my blog is linked right to my Instagram page in my bio. And you can find it, subscribe to it there. You can also message me on Instagram with any questions um, and reach out to me that way. Fun. And I know at one point you were doing like the, the TG seven styles. Are you not doing that anymore? I am doing that. So I feel like that's kind of taken off a little bit more than my actual, like my styling and it switched gears, but I'm fine with them being interchangeable and going back and forth. So, you know, during the pandemic, when we're all bored, like we come up with ideas and I had just started to make a few things. We know logos are big and graphic sayings and patches and bling and rhinestones. So I started to just do a few pieces by season and they've, you know, taken off 
pretty, pretty good. So I have some ideas for spring. So stay tuned for those. There is another Instagram page for, for my designs. It's called TG7 Styles. And another way to find me is I write a column for two magazines in the area. One is called In Boston. Um, and I definitely write the fashion and style column. Um, for that magazine. But the other magazine is called Boston Man. And my column sometimes will mention style and fashion, but it's all about either current issues in the city or a little controversial things or my opinion on finding balance in life. So it, it's different than what my followers are used to hearing me talk about or read about, but it's a great magazine. You should definitely check it out. Awesome. And Tiffany, some of the TG7 styles that she creates have been really fun, too. I got, I'll just share a picture of it. I know it's on my social media, but the, the Italy, it was like the Italian flag heart and a little rhinestone lips and something else rhinestone. There were three things and this off the shoulder top and those leggings that you did with the, um, the angel wings are really fun. And, yeah, um, a lot of people loved the, their leather leggings. Oh, oh. do you <laughs> so, have them plus? <laughs> they are full leather leggings. Um, yeah, I know the the few pairs I made um, went. They went. They actually went cute. Well, and you so. had some adorable hats the other day with the um, the third eye, the evil eye um, on there with the little pom pom. Those are coming. Those are new, and um, there might be some denim shirts with evil eye and some bling for the spring. Ooh. So all right, we'll I keep an eye out. Well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany, for joining us. We'll make sure all your wonderful content is linked in the episode notes so folks know how to find you. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be on. It was so great to chat with Tiffany. I love her energy and, of course, her style. Be sure to check out all she has to offer with her styling and her blog. And I love the fashion advice she gave. I have to see what I can get in the color Very Perry. I've looked it up, and it's very similar to the color Tanzanite, which is gorgeous. Tiffany's self-care routine also highlighted the importance of sleep and exercise, which are two of the main domains of self-care. Remember, Self-care is the daily consistent way you care for yourself. It is your foundation so you can show up as the best you possible. And remember, when it comes to exercise, all movement is good and movement should be joyful. If it doesn't feel good, don't do it. And for sleep, adults, we need seven to nine hours of sleep. You should feel rested and restored when you wake up in the morning, not like you have to chug a gallon of coffee to function. Since the very first guest blog I did for Tiffany on plus size fashion, I've been sharing more plus size fashion tips on my blog and I've linked my fashion blogs to the episode notes. So be sure to check those out too. And I love to add a pop of color. Just the other day, I was wearing a gray dress, a silver and black sequin scarf, black leggings and black ballet flats. To jazz it up a bit, I wore my black and teal cat eye glasses and big chunky teal earrings. I love it. And the pop of color made me feel great and really added some zest to the ensemble. Accessories for me is where I really shine. I could accessorize all day, especially with eyewear, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> if you're looking for some fun, cost accessible eyewear, please reach out to me for an exclusive discount code to Zenny Optical. I've been very impressed with the quality and their try-on feature is superior for online eyewear. 
As always, thanks for listening to this episode. Remember to subscribe and rate this podcast on your preferred player. The ratings help us grow and share the message of self-care. If you have comments, suggestions, or questions, please reach out directly by emailing podcast at drmcselfcare.com. That's D-R-M-C self-care. And come join the cast party at Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. MC Self-Care or on my website, drmcselfcare.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and love me across all my social media platforms for the most up-to-date information on self-care. See you next time. Stay well and do good.